You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of the Comedy Cellar. We're here at the back table of the Comedy Cellar, as always, with Mr. Daniel Natterman, fresh off his uh, triumphant appearance on America's Got Talent, <laughs> where he... Uh, he you well, I, don't, I don't want to give it away, but where he certainly told Simon Cowell... We'll give it away. Uh, yes. All right, they can see it on YouTube. We'll get to that, but uh, just introduce everybody else. I guess. <laughs> of course, um, as always, uh, we have uh, Periel Ashenbrand, our, uh, our our producer, and um, our guest, Mike Cannon, is a New York-based comedian. His multiple TV appearances include Comedy Central and MTV. His first stand-up special, Life Begins, will be available January 24th exclusively on YouTube. He may be seen regularly at the Comedy Cellar. Yes, sir. And I guess she's the guest of honor. Uh, well, well, we don't have to have a guest of honor. You know? I mean, every week you insist on uh, Can I nominate her as guest of honor? Designating a guest of honor. Uh, I'd like to think all, guests, all our guests are uh, honorable and important. And yes. Well, our guest of honor... <laughs> Is Lindsay, Lindsay, is it Lindsay, Lindsay? Lindsay. Lindsay Jennings is, <laughs> a, is a bi-coastal comedian and artist, artiste from New York. <laughs> She's also an active model for the company Suicide Girls. Yeah. You can catch her opening their burlesque show with her stand-up all over the globe this year, exclamation point. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, Lindsay. Hi. Now, now I don't know um, anything about you. Yeah. And and so I, I think what that usually means is that Dan has taken an interest in your Instagram feed. Well, you know what? I thought that too, but I hit up Dan and he had no idea who the fuck I was. Somebody messaged me. Somebody messaged me last year and was, or like, yeah, sometime in 2019. They were like, oh, we want you to do the podcast. Unless I made this up in my head. But no, I swear, because I had a note in my phone of like things to do when I go to New York. And it was like, do the Comedy Cellar podcast. But I didn't write down who messaged me. I don't know who the fuck messaged me. My DMs disappear because now they d- disappear after four weeks. So I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't me. She she asked me to do the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I took interest well, well, in which, which is not to say <laughs> that her Instagram feed is uninteresting. Because it's certainly what was it? tell us about her interesting <laughs> Instagram well, feed. She, uh, she is a suicide girl. They, they have um, erotic... Uh, you know, they're, they're models. They they pose in various states of undress. To- total undress? <laughs> yeah. But not on her Instagram feed. No. You have to pay for that, right? You got to pay for that shit. But on the Instagram feed, you certainly get, you know, a, a, an eyeful. <laughs> um, yeah, Instagram used to let you post more. I definitely used to be racier, but now I, I have, like, all these websites to make money on. All right. Am I understanding that somebody <laughs> could give you money for naked pictures of you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you want some? <laughs> you know how people do podcast Patreon? People now, porn stars, do, like, nude Patreons. Well, she's not a would porn, you like a, porn would stars you, and other Would you? What other do I types? get for a free hamburger? 
I'll send you uh, one tit picture. All just, right, I'll just one tit. Are these? Uh, <laughs> is the other one similar? <laughs> <laughs> one might be better. I'm not gonna let you know which, which one. one do I get? Are these? Uh, are these custom photos, or just you have photos and I can buy them? One could buy them. I mean, I ha- <laughs> Dan, he's gonna make a fake Instagram now. <laughs> uh, no, I have. Uh, like, I I do custom, but like half the time I just like have back stock that I use and like. Well, like half the time I'll post the same news that I posted like six months ago and nobody fucking knows the difference. And I'll get like new followers all the time. So, But one could ask for if I say, for example, and I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't want to get I wanna know a what nude with today's paper. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So referencing you know. one of my ad- <laughs> But with that, how much would I pay, say, for if I want to do in a certain... I don't know. You know, say you're on the toilet bowl. Oh, okay. my God. I would charge extra for that because that's like a little freaky deaky. For, but... for bespoke. Is that what they call it? Bespoke porn. You want a little bespoke? <laughs> <laughs> is that the right word? Is that, is that the right word? Bespoke, yeah. yeah. That'd, be a good, even, that'd be a good website. Anyhow, by know. the way, uh, we'll, we'll get more. Wait, I, have a, I have a question for her. Yeah, we. I just, okay, go ahead. I, so this, this always <laughs> intrigues me about um, people who who come to, their, come to a decision to uh, trade something intimate or sexual about themselves for money like yeah. that's a big that's a career move now of course some people come to it like being unfortunate like you know some poor korean woman who gets caught up in a sex trade and <laughs> yeah. really has no choice yeah but i think you, you seem like you have white privilege you, you probably have a, <laughs> you, you, you my, but my parents are still together so oh, wow. shockingly privileged so. enough to afford tattoos yeah that's pretty good or at least get them for free so so, t- <laughs> so take us back to the moment when you decided first that you were going to trade your naked body for money, what, okay. what was exactly was going That's on, and why question. did you? Why did you? I do mean, that? it's like there's so many different factors, and like so, there was so much uh, put into the decision because I mean, I liked Suicide Girls since I was like 15. I used to follow them on like MySpace, you know. No, I don't know what Suicide Girls are. That's that's that modeling. Thing? Yeah, so basically, okay. Suicide Girls is yeah, like a bunch of tattooed alternative models. Um, so, yeah, back in the day, they were really, like, punk rock, you know? And uh, now it's, like, you know, more... Gr- I mean, I guess I'm kind of punk rock, but all different kinds of girls. They have some girls without tattoos, but it's But it's just, wider appeal, right? Like, now more people know about it, so... I guess so, but it's still kind of niche, you know? Like, a mm. lot of people don't know it still. Like, he doesn't know what it is, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> not on Fox News, I don't know it. <laughs> well, like, we, we do pretty well, because it's, like, we have a tour, and it does pretty well, but... Um, Go ahead. Yeah, basically it's just naked pictures, and now we do the burlesque tour, and I get to open with my stand-up, which nice. is awesome. It's such wait, a wait, good wait, wait. Do you remember the question? No. Take uh, us yeah. back to the moment. Okay, okay I'm getting when there. you so, decided like, to sell your naked body for, for money. So, yeah, I was like 15 when I wanted to first selling, do it, you know? Now, why did you want to do it? Um, I guess I just respected the girls and, like, thought it was cool, you know? I just wanted to, like, I wanted to be a tattooed girl. I didn't have tattoos yet. I started getting tattoos when I was 15. Um, but with your parents' permission? No, <laughs> I got my, I have like, uh, you can't see it anymore, but I got my boyfriend at the time's name in Braille tattooed, oh, no. which is fucking idiotic because it's not Braille anymore because it's flat, like it heals after a week. So it was only Braille for a week and it was just a bunch of black dots, you know? Uh, and it looked like back HPV. Yeah, like a tattoo of poppy seeds in honor of his heroin addiction. Uh, <laughs> but... He, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I wanted to do it then. And then when I was 18, I took pictures. But and you then wanted to be on, you wanted to be tattooed or show your naked body? I guess, like, I guess I was like, I was always like teetering on whether I should or not because I, like, I still make music. I make music. And I, at the time, thought, I never thought I would fucking do comedy. I got, like, I literally got pulled out of an audience at the comedy store. That's how I ended up doing comedy. But I always thought, like, oh, I want to uh, do music and then 
like be successful enough to host SNL and because I know I'm a funny person, but I would never have like gone out and done stand up on my own without being like pushed to. Um, so yeah, I was always teetering whether or not I should get naked if it would be bad for my music career or not. And then I finally moved to LA like to work on my music career when I was 23 and really nothing was going on. So uh, su- I found out Suicide Girls was like two miles away. And they want like I just was like, oh fuck it, I'll apply again. I applied when I was 18, took the pictures, didn't feel comfortable in myself, naked. So I did it again when I was 23, and I was just like, fuck it, why not, you know? And and what were the so now what what did you show your whole body nude? Did, I didn't there like show a, my vagina so at first. I was gonna say it's like a gateway, like a first breast <laughs> is like a gateway to the yeah. full like. Well, you have to show tits and ass, and it's funny because now like okay, I know I'm like on a, a lot of tangents, but I was in Bozeman, Montana, and this trans woman started like I literally almost got into a fight with a trans woman, and then a fucking they can fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then I almost fought a dude after, like a dude pushed me too. The bartender was like hammered and fucking pushed me because I was fighting with this girl because she was fighting with one of our girls because she was going, your company's transphobic, your company's transphobic, and I'm a fucking idiot, so I thought she meant like the company that was with us right now, like the <laughs> company the people, we were spending our time with. Keep. Yeah, I was like, who's transphobic here? I don't get it. Like, is she talking about the venue guys? Because we were the guys from the venue of the show. And then, uh... I realized she was talking about Suicide Girls. So Suicide Girls won't take trans girls unless they're post-op. But really, if you were a smart person, you would just hide your dick because you don't have to show pussy. So you could just tug it, you know? You just have to show tits and ass. So anyway, I just showed tits and ass. So they are transphobic. I guess. I don't know. I mean... I they're not transphobic. They, they, just, know, they know their audience. They know their audience. People don't want to see dick on the site. I mean, is that so bad? I don't know. Everybody has their... Uh, it's transphobic. Do they know that? <laughs> have, they te- have they tested well, the market? Well, then, then you could also say they're male-phobic because they don't have men either. Right. Like, I right. don't know. I don't know how to... Uh, so now what how they ex- are how is they, they have a, a, a niche, and their niche is cis women with tattoos. Yeah, Perry's shaking her head. What? what are you... Well, I mean, what to Mike's point, like, do they don't know that. I mean, how do you know that? How yeah. do I know what? How do I know How what? they test the market, Yeah, right? like, I mean... Well... I'm, they do whatever they want, but I'm just saying. I like, assume they're in business to make money, and and they're and they're making the decision <laughs> based on that. Just like no one makes a decision to put who who to put on stage, and he's sometimes wrong, but but it, it, the the goal is to put the best people on, the people that the audience will appreciate the most. I assume that Suicide Girls have the same. Uh, yeah, agenda. I don't know. I mean, like it's from a different time. It started in a different time. Now we're you know coming to all these. You know. Now and you have a dad, correct? Yeah. <laughs> I, <just laughs> I think I everybody does that. All of these is the questions. best transition in the <laughs> just because he was trying to figure out about his daughter. Right, that question. Yeah, yeah. I knew the <laughs> second he asked that. And your, and your dad knows, therefore, that your dad knows that whatever doesn't kill him has made him stronger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what was it like when your dad found out that you were appearing naked for um, money? You know, like, we don't really talk about it that much. Thank God he is not, like, an internet-savvy person. Uh, uh, although my brother told me he had to help him clear his history of nice. uh, websites of big-breasted women. <laughs> Your dad's history? <laughs> yeah. He's a simple man. Uh, my little gay brother, yeah. He was my, my dad was trying to figure out how to clear the history. He's like, uh, uh, can you help me? And my brother's like, what is this? And he was like, it's a website for big-breasted women, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's real weird when some dads are, like, almost overly supportive of their naked daughter. Yeah. Like, they're, like, hanging, they're showing the Playboy magazine well, what or dad, whatever. What and it's yeah, like, no, those. I don't want. I mean, that. I've seen it before on like certain weird interview shows or like it, any actress that chooses. Like Kim, uh, Chris Jenner was like super pumped when uh, Kim posed for Playboy, and she's you well, know slapping the pages all over the now, place. So. Now, now Noam, <laughs> yeah. what she's doing is it's not 
Pornography. I mean, I wouldn't call it pornography necessarily. I guess why, technically. Why would you pay for it? <laughs> it I is, guess technically it they call it. I call it erotica. They call it soft porn. So it's not like pornography to me is a little is a little um, yeah it's a little there's there's labia involved. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of there are girls who are just spread eagle on there. Oh, you, do have, you do have spread eagle. Oh yeah. What would you consider doing? Uh, Porn? Pornography Oh, I consider film. it every six months. <laughs> <laughs> you would consider being... Well on money. Uh, being in a video. Oh, you know, I make, like, amateur porn, basically. <laughs> I literally was... I have my backpack with me because I was supposed to go, like, bang a dude and uh, Snapchat it, but <laughs> I decided I'm Would not it going insult to. you if somebody offered you money to have sex but didn't want to videotape it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. I just assume... Uh, I don't want to... I'll, I'll be happy to videotape it. <laughs> I just assume they have somebody to hide it from, you know? Do you have a... So you have a, like, locked Snapchat account that people with certain, like, pay privileges get to see when yeah, you do that? Yeah, I mean, like, I just... I, like, just have all these little, like, places I make money. It's, like, small money, but it adds up after a while. But I just charge $50 for my Snapchat. Wow. But I just post, like, normal nudes on there, just, like, tits and ass, maybe a little vagina here and there. And then I'll, like, be, like, te- you know, a lot of teasing. And then be like, oh, you want to see me fucking masturbate or fuck somebody? <laughs> right. What do you charge the guy that wants to fuck? Uh, I mean, I don't charge... I don't, like, fuck dudes for money. Oh, okay. I mean, I fuck dudes for money, but I fuck dudes that I want to fuck to make money by selling it to guys I don't want to fuck. You know, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does the guy show his face? No, never. They never do. Because okay. they're all comedians. Wow. Is there anybody, anybody, is it anybody that works here? Anybody that works here regularly? <laughs> I'm sweating. Uh, we do pay the most, so... Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah like on, one. Open micros. Well, is, it, is, it is it Ian Fide? Is it Ian Fide? Oh my God, no, no, no. Not that like you know. I don't know. He's, maybe he's a nice dick. <laughs> any other any other questions about this, Dan? <laughs> well, um, probably. But why don't we move on for now, and then we can come back to Lindsay if because we do have a lot to get to today. First I'm, pre- of all, I'm pretty fascinated by this. The, oh, okay, okay, move well, on. Move I don't on. want to. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say now. I don't want to ignore my recent appearance on America's Got Talent. First of all, by the way, <laughs> I, I do have a question though. Okay, right. Perry, maybe you could tell me this too because you probably qualify for this. How does it feel to know that just like your body parts, like there's no, it doesn't work. No, like people will pay money. Like you're born with like somebody will pay money just to see my. Many people pay money just to see my tits. Yeah, it's like, weird no because man feel, oh, no, pay, you know very seldom. You have to be like really like noteworthy. Yeah. Joke. Can I piggyback that also? Yeah. Have you Have you ever like raised or dropped in value? And if so, does that you know it depends? Like feelings? if I if I'm like low on cash and I need money, I'll be like, "Fuck it, I'm selling this masturbating video for fifty bucks." Like, and I'll just like right. hustle and I'll just message every single like one of the like three hundred subscribers on my Snapchat and be like, "Do you want this? Do you want you know?" And mm-hmm. then I'll make like six hundred dollars real quick. Like, oh, that's great. Because yeah, if I sell it for cheaper, then more people will buy it. But I'll go back and forth. But um, is it real masturbation or staged masturbation? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I'm not coming. I fucking. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> no. Because when I'm coming, I'm like face down in the bed. like. <laughs> but you pretend to. Uh, you know, not really so much. I'll just like use toys. Maybe, yeah. I think I kind of pretended. I took a Xanax last time I did it, so I don't really remember. But <laughs> <laughs> but you're I just fucking, nodding off. I hope yeah. you're probably a little bit of a in. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. Thank God. All right. Um, 
No, but it is. Well, she is from Suffolk County. That's weird goings on out there. Uh, It's a weird thing because it's like you want to be like free the nipple, but at the same time, I'm making money from not freeing the nipple. So it's like weird. I'm making money off of like oppression. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So I'm like, whatever. Well, I I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to say, but I'm I'm gonna check you out. (laughs) (laughs) That was a uh, compelling advertisement. I think that goes without saying. I'll trade you my Snapchat for some spots. <laughs> no, I'm just that tempt you at all. Of course, it tempts me, but, I, but how do I, t- I explain that to my wife? <laughs> well, Mike, I would imagine you don't explain it to your wife. Exactly. You just you just say, "Yeah, we got this great new comic, very very funny." And, <laughs> oh and she did not send me nude pics to get on stage, in case presence. you're wondering. I won't send them directly to him. You know, he just I just post them to my story. Yeah, you can set up your ghost account. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, but I, of I course, Noam is a man of means. He could also just pay uh, in, in in cash. I also have uh, like a lot of couples who will be on there together. Do you have a non-disclosure agreement that you normally use, or do I have to bring my own? <laughs> I have like I do actually have a thing that I send them that's basically like no unsolicited dick pics. No, uh, I will your your account can be terminated if I deem anything you say unhealthy to me. So literally, if somebody pisses me off, I'm just like blocked. Like fuck you. No, you no but let's say, let's say some man of means w- w- wanted to have a, an encounter with you of some kind, and he want didn't want to didn't want the whole Stormy Daniels treatment. Not that I would compare you to Stormy Daniels, yeah. but you know, so like <laughs> like what would it take to Keep your mouth shut. I mean, I don't really talk about other people's business like that, you know? What if someone were to become president someday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I might take advantage of that yeah, and, yeah. and get some money if I needed it. Yes. I don't know, you know? I'd have to be put in that position. No spots for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The Greenwich Village Comedy Club. <laughs> um, well, but, 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 if you kill, if you go downstairs and kill, or, or if you oh, have if a, you kill, yeah, you then, get spots. Yeah. Then you can get spots. Yeah. Thanks. And you, don't, and, 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 and you don't have to send nude pictures. Oh, thanks, guys. And so one thing about Noam is he will use people that kill, and he will not... Even if they won't fuck him. Even if they won't <laughs> fuck him. Or even if, even if he does not like them personally. Oh, that's good. I, mean, I like her already. Yeah, I know oh, you do, but I'm saying Noam has completely divorced... Your objective. A, that's a personal good. opinion from booking decisions. I think to a fault. Aww. In certain cases. <laughs> to a fault, why? Who do you want to see gone to? Some of his enemies are here. I'm just saying, if somebody, if it were me and somebody mistreated me, I'm not mentioning any names. But <laughs> well, we got a lot of flack about uh, Seth Simons on the show last week, but I, I thought it was... Mike, a, Mike Cannon, listen to the show, he has some thoughts. I listened to some, yeah. It was, uh, it was frustrating. It was a frustrating conversation. I, I think I... Thank okay, you. Now, now let me just say, if that's fine, but I don't want to... He and I had, have had two nice conversations since then. I thought he was fine on the show, and I'm happy to talk about the interview, but I don't want to, like, bash him in a way... That that is not um, gentlemanly. So because I because I don't oh, have, yeah. I'm I'm not harboring any particular bad feeling towards him. I I still disagree with him. But can sure. I get a little background because I know nothing about but this Seth, person? Seth yeah, Simons is an extremely woke comedy blogger, and he took Noam to task for among other things his use of Louis C.K. Mm. Uh, on stage and the fact that he does not feel that there are a sufficient number of. Um, women working here, or people of mm. color, or people of all, all, whatever well, alternative. I have some new interesting data on that, by the way, but I'm going to let. Go. So, no. so yeah, that's I, his beef with Noam is that he feels Noam. <laughs> but that's not actually accurate because when Noam gave him the numbers, he was like, oh, those numbers are well, actually he, representative. They are with right. regard to black men, they are not with regard to women and. 
I don't know about gay gay people or not. But anyway, his his perception is that Noam does not make enough of an effort to be diverse enough here. That's his main mm. beef with Noam. Well, no, and the other thing was that it's not safe. That that was well, that's kind of absurd. But, yeah. but that but, was the claim. Yeah, that, that was that was the claim. That not was safe the, in what way? In that people work here that he feels are. Should not be working here, like Louis C.K. He does Put not feel no, predatory. It was more than that. He, he and I, and and I had I, I think I could talk about this. I had a conversation with afterwards, where I was trying to find out because there's this whole world of comedians out there mm-hmm. that he's aware of, that I fully believe some of them might be funny and should be working here. So mm-hmm. I I don't regard it as any kind of negative to try to find out. Hey, give me the names of some comedians. That's how we found Mateo Lane through this whole. Uh, thing that we had with Guy Branham, if anybody knows about mm-hmm. it, where he was accusing us of not using gay comments. So I'm like, well, who then? Yeah. And he says, this is Guy Mateo Lane. And I happen to have already known Mateo because I had done some of these um, sketch comedy things with Dave Juskow with him, but I never knew he was a stand-up comic. Mm. And it turns out, I mean, that was a He's huge... a killer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. a monster, you know? And and Guy Branham would like to think that the reason we weren't using him was because we didn't want, you know, gays, right? Right. Which was absurd. Yeah. So, um, so where was I? Oh, so I asked... So he, I was asking for the names of some people, and he said, he says, well, you know, I do have the names of some people, but I don't think they would want to work at the club because <laughs> of the reputation for being like a macho, whatever it is. Wow. And I, and I, got a, I bristled at that. I'm like, well, they can't at the same time complain that we won't book people. Right. And, and then, then not perform them. And then when I say, oh, okay, please, you have me wrong. I'd be happy if you'd come perform here. No. Well, then fine. You don't have to come perform here. But I think at that point, you do give up the right to, to complain. Yeah, I think yeah. people on that I level think. only want it to be burned down and for their yeah. own place to I, be erected. I say I think because I, I'm sure he might have a response to that. But mm-hmm. I think as a logical matter, that's it. And, and, and well, it, isn't so it we, also kind of inflammatory to be saying things about a place where you haven't really spent any significant amount yeah. of time um, and make claims about people's intelligence and what kind of yeah. work practices. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But as a, as a listener, <laughs> yes, go ahead. can I say that? Yeah. As a listener, and, and no, we've had like very few conversations, but uh, you know, what I do know about you is that you are an intelligent man, a successful guy, a dude that could have, that was, that was gifted, you know, a franchise in comedy and then built from that, right? So you could have kind of rested I, I on your I wish you just ass. left it at what, that was gifted. But you could have been, you could have rested on your ass and not built this thing and just yes, been, yeah. you know, completely satiated in the success it's already gotten and just see where, where it went without your efforts. Yeah. What I found to be like kind of a bummer wasn't his opinions because I, you know, it, some of his points have merit and honestly well, he's kind well, of well, a, which he, ones? Very not about this place. Oh, okay. I'm talking about in comedy in general yes. and just life in general. But I thought that he, uh, he lacked a bit of humility in the sense that like he didn't apologize. I don't know. I, I stopped listening after a little while, but he up until my knowledge, he didn't apologize for being so abrasive about your intelligence and by calling you an idiot. And his opinions were paint by numbers. Didn't bother me whatsoever. I've heard them all before in the exact same jargon that he used. What was weird was that when confronted face-to-face by an obvious human being that is asking for, uh, for respect but while also exhibiting respect, he uh, he had none of that. Well, he didn't, that was a bummer. He, uh, to be fair to him, he didn't he didn't say the words that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. But in all other aspects of the way he he behaved or comported himself, I think he did. Actually. Oh, he did. But he yeah. said, "I th- you did this, this, and this," and I yeah. found that to be dumb. Yeah, that's, but, but I'm saying, but he, he said. right. But he he was respectful with me. He was nice with me. Mm-hmm. His his body language. I mean, you know, listen, it it. 
you you would wish that it would be easier for a human being to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact is, or that I might be wrong, or you know, even not, I, I have to think about this. May, you know, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. But the fact is that it's not, that's that's a rare quality. Uh, well, also, I would add that he has built sort of his brand to the extent he has a brand on, or maybe he doesn't think he was wrong on on wokeness and on taking <laughs> on you know the power structure, which is gnome in this case. Uh-huh. It's kind of hard to then say, uh, maybe not. You know, <laughs> if, if your whole life is built on one way of thinking, if you're if you're an NRA guy and you're shown clear statistics that that that. That's a National Rifle Association. That, uh, <laughs> you know, that guns do not uh, make you safer. Her like a shooting range instructor. <laughs> <laughs> or say, you, say, say, take the opposite. Say you've built, you're built your whole life, your whole career on saying guns make people unsafe. And you're, sh- and you're shown ironclad statistics that actually guns make people safer. I don't believe there are such statistics, but say you were shown such statistics. What are you going to say after 50 years of campaigning against guns? Oh, I guess I was wrong. I mean, yeah. once, you, once you've established your brand, yeah. right. it's very hard to go back on it, even when confronted with overwhelming evidence, which is why I try not to say anything about anything <laughs> to, I mean, even global warming, I say, I don't get that. I think it's real, but who knows? Tomorrow there might be statistics that say it's right. not real. I, I doubt that's going to happen, but I'm not going to rant and rave about it just in case. But even that shows an open-mindedness because to be so staunchly like invested in you being correct... It's just like it's a weird thing, but man. I've been is, right. Staunch been is right. where the money is. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, no, that's that's a hundred percent. So if that's what he's trying to do by coming on and not be, if he's not being honest and just trying to, you know, no, build being, a brick. I think he's being. Honest. I think so too. But that's also kind of a problem. Then if he's one hundred percent, I'm correct. There is no gray area. There yeah. is no way that any other human could have any tidbit of information that could maybe, you know, turn my certainty into a little bit of doubt, that seems like a weird position. There are certain things, just not to get dragged into it, but, I, but there, there are certain things that the far left believes that are so audacious, I, can't, I still can't believe that... I love how he looks right at me when he says that. <laughs> and and, and, and the, the, really, the, and he accused, you know, he, he touched on this. They... There are 500 things that they will, without hesitation, attribute to you mm-hmm. because you're white. Yeah. They will dismiss your opinions. They'll assume that you're this, you're There's a whole long list that is perfectly okay to say about you because you're white. Mm-hmm. If you were to say one thing that you thought you could assume about a person of color... They would call you a white supremacist. Right, but the loophole to that is they can say nobody is saying those things from a position of power. So it's a it loo- but they can't lose. No, but that's but that's where it well, yes, that, that's the answer, yeah. but the answer doesn't cut it. I agree. Because we're talking about whether something is true or not. And what they what they come down to is saying it's oh it is it is there's truth in generalizing based on a person's color color of skin, as long as that skin is white. Mm-hmm. And there is, and it is purely immoral and evil to assume that people of other colors can also be generalized in that way. It it can't. It, you cannot square that circle. Lindsay, you say what? <laughs> because not often we hear a suicide girl's opinion on these matters, and I think this would be an interesting, uh, interesting uh, thing oh God, to delve into. I know nothing. That's my uh, tagline. Because I agree with Mike. Like it's like, I don't know. I feel like anybody like respectful would 
be able to go back on their opinion if they're wrong, you know, if you're proved wrong, whatever. But Or not even that, just acknowledge that the other person is a human being. Yeah. That you dehumanized in an article by calling dumb and completely, like, trying to shatter them as a personal, like, it's on just, a personal level. It's not making anything better by, like, you know, choosing sides. Because if we don't, like, communicate with each other, then nobody's ever going to get anywhere if we're just like, oh, well, these people are white supremacists and the far left is this. You know what I mean? Like, we all have to come together and actually listen to each other and understand each other in order to get anywhere. But um, I do, like, I've I've been guilty of just being like, all right, you're a straight white male, fuck off. And being like, you know, you have had it, had such a high place in society for so long that like it's okay to be getting the butt end of things now because well what 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 date what date does that kick in like I, <laughs> like you have, you have an eight-year-old a nine-year-old yeah. they're still not guilty of that right yeah. at what point do they wake up and aha now we can say whatever we want about you now now you're privileged yeah. you're the enemy yeah. Every, everybody loves my birth. five-month-old son now right yeah <laughs> it starts at birth yeah, is, is that a little bit absurd? So, I don't know. So white, 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 oh, doesn't that, doesn't white that almost sound like social original sin? So white of privilege, it is. white no, privilege begins upon. It's it's conception. It's I mean it's the things that <laughs> oh, you life life begins life begins because life begins at birth. <laughs> but, I mean I'm I'm gonna take the reins for one second just because you make people it fast. we can you please talk about America's Got yes, Talent? Yes, talk about America's Got Talent. Go ahead. <laughs> I do think I do think. And do you by still the way, want me to make I it fast? I don't love. You did make it fast. You said, let's talk about America's Got Talent, which was a rather brief uh, Oh, my God. Uh, I need to watch it. Um, and I don't like talking about America's Got Talent. Can but you I do send Dan a picture of you naked masturbating watching America's Got Talent? <laughs> that damn right. You know what? I'll, on, chip, I'll chip in. $200. I'll do it. That's not, 200 <laughs> Yeah, it's not even that much, right? <laughs> no, that's uh, not bad. It's not the best deal I've ever gotten on a naked picture. <laughs> I, I met a girl on, 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 on Tinder that... Send them for was, free. She, no, she didn't send it for free. She was on there to, to sell her naked pictures. I've seen, yeah, I've heard of people like that. I and, got kicked off Tinder because somebody. I guess they thought I was doing that because I never and, met up with And I, I did, I will admit to having um, having uh, having purchased a few. You paid some roses? <laughs> she uh, she took requests. <laughs> <laughs> what did you request? He pointed at me like, take a lesson. Uh, well, let's not get into my requests because I, my, <laughs> my brother-in-law listens to this podcast. I just found out. <laughs> oh God. Which I told him, I told him, please, I tell my family, please don't listen, but they do it anyway. Uh, America, okay. tell us the AGT well, story. America, that talent. So I, you can see it on YouTube. Um, just Google my name and AGT. Uh, yeah, I went on AGT, the Champions. We we taped it back in October. You know, because I was on it five years ago. Ah. Oh. So the Champions is like they're. The champions. It's like they bring. It's like the All Star Game. I get. I made it to the semifinals. Whatever they needed a comedian, so they figured who who had done the show before. They did reasonably well. Dan, so you're you're a great comic. Give yourself some props. You made I, it. I, you're a champion, and you made it I to the semifinals. I do think I'm a great comic, but not by AGT standards. Okay. Um. I I, I don't think comedy should be on AGT to be. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. what are their standards? <laughs> um. So they invited me back, and I had misgivings about it because this is not the ideal venue for comedy. This is a prime time show. And I don't like being judged. I've done Amer I've done America's Got Talent before. I've done Last Comic Standing. It was always an unpleasant experience. It always helped my career, but it was psychologically unpleasant. So mm -hmm. it's always the same decision whether to whether to do it. But I did it, and I got now uh, on America's Got Talent. Unlike Last Comic Standing, each judge there's four judges has an X, and they can 
If you get four X's, you're automatically eliminated. Mm-hmm. Simon gave me an X. Simon Cowell. Mm-hmm. He in the at the end of my act, I'm uh, right about to do the cousin Sheila joke, which you don't know, <laughs> but that's a joke where I accidentally text my cousin Sheila, "Come over, I'm horny." Oh my! And God. then I say, "Oh, cousin Sheila, accident. I'm sorry, that was meant for somebody else. Sorry, you came all the way over here." <laughs> anyway, right before that joke, Simon, eh, I didn't even know what it was. Because I'd never heard the buzz. I just heard it. Eh, I thought you it never like a, got I thought it was a fire alarm or something. Uh, and I'm like, what the hell was that? And, and the, the crowd goes, oh! Howie says, keep going. Howie Mandel says, keep going, keep going. I oh, said, he's a comedian. I'm completely like out of my, I'm completely like, you know, destabilized. Mm. And then I did the cousin. She, and it was going well, by the way. The crowd was laughing. It's like a bad, a really bad heckler. And then... Oh. And then I did the Cousin Sheila joke, which didn't do that great, probably because my rhythm was off, maybe because it was too strong. I'm surprised they let me do it on Network Primetime. But anyway, <laughs> and then and then, then I got eliminated um, in, the, in the vote round. But anyway, so, I, so Simon, during the—this is the significant part, I guess. But during well, first, the, Heidi Klum came and gave you a hug. She gave me a hug before, mm-hmm. uh, because we had had some words in— Five years ago, when I did last com, when I did America's Got Talent, I wonder what she charges. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, she doesn't get out of bed for less than ten grand an hour. Yeah, I would imagine, probably. But um, last time I did it, America's Got Talent, five years ago, she accused me of being uh, of of telling jokes that were anti-gay and anti-German, of all things. <laughs> but you can research that online. But. Um, so she said, well, she said, I want to give you a hug. I want to make up. So she gave me a hug before my, my set. Wow. Which, um, you know, I was really not interested. I was just like, let's get this over with. I, you know, let's get this set over with. But Not interested in a I don't hug from pull, Heidi I'm not interested in a hug from Heidi at this time. At Did they capture time. it? Did, so that was all for TV, do you think? Did they capture well, it? Well, I guess well, I don't think she would have hugged me if there were no cameras there. Uh. <laughs> You know, if she had seen me in the street, she wouldn't have hugged me. <laughs> yeah. She probably wouldn't have remembered me. Not to correct But, but the, the producer said, this is the guy you had beef with five yeah. years ago. I don't remember. Well, just hug him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I did my... So after the set, the judges talked to you, and Howie said, oh, great job. No, Howie was saying, you're my favorite comic. You're, like, one of the funniest comics in America. Don't play it oh. down. I don't... Re- I wasn't playing it down. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, Howie <laughs> was I, like, I, I, I love you. Show America why I love you so much. He said and that before or after? I, I don't I remember, but before. he said it. I don't remember, and I didn't see it. And I your cousin Sheila joke actually did very well. <laughs> Boy, it, had a, it had a buzzer in the middle of it, so that's yeah, why. I mean, yeah. the buzzer right before it. And he was killing. So, I mean, the so, audience loved so him. So Simon was giving me a whole song and dance about, I don't think you can... You know, I just don't see it. I don't get it. You don't make me laugh, and I don't think you can win this competition. No, I said I have to be able to remember what they say, and I can't remember something like that. I can't remember anything you say. Was it something like that? I'm yeah, not, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and again, yeah. I don't recall with yeah. perfect clarity. And then clarity. Dan said. Well, so then sa- I said. <laughs> um, was very first, of all, I, first of all, I agreed with him, and I don't know if this made it in the final cut, but I agreed with him about not being able to win the competition. <laughs> he was absolutely right about that. No comic has ever won the competition. Yeah. Uh, but and probably won't. Mm-hmm. But so he's fully correct there. As for me being completely unfunny, uh, that's obviously subjective. But I felt he was overstating it. Yeah. So I said to him, "Well, Simon, let's try to be as polite as possible." <laughs> I said, "You know, in music, obviously your opinion is the gold standard. Uh, but in comedy, I don't think you know your ass from your elbow." To <laughs> 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 so the crowd laugh. Right. So it, that it, was the only thing that made sense. And Simon's like, "Oh, I laughed at that. I laughed at that." <laughs> 
the crowd went crazy. Yeah. But he, but he, you know, he doesn't do a good job of, of doing it the way he did on Tokyo. <laughs> what he did was, he says in music, your your opinion is obviously the gold standard. But in comedy, you don't know. And he was, he was, it was clear he said, you don't know shit. You don't know your ass from your elbow. <laughs> but he stopped right. He says, you don't know. And then he pauses. You don't know your ass from your elbow, which is a way better delivery than what you just did now. And it was like, bam! Like that's great. Because everybody, because it, it, what, what, what it appeared as, he chickened out, then, mm-hmm. and then he said, "Fuck it," and, oh, then, yeah. and then he came back with the, with the. So it was great. I saw the the headline of the video. I didn't like watch it yet, but I want to. I watch, It was just like a comic gives Simon a taste of his own medicine. Well, look, I mean, a taste of his own medicine. At the end of the day, I get eliminated, and he's got. Billions. <laughs> Four jets. But, you know, but it felt good. For, for, for a brief moment, uh, perhaps I gave him a taste of his own medicine. The show is called Champions. Gotcha. You judge this show in a different context. You've got to walk away for the end of the night and remember things and go, you know what? I saw and heard something which blew my mind. That didn't. Well, in the music business, your opinion is gold. Gold standard. In, in the world of comedy, I don't think you know your ass from your elbow. I hate to say. I don't believe that his taste in comedy is no. is very. Well, yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question though? Yeah, while so while that's happening, and while the these people who you know besides Howie have no business telling you how to do a joke on her, you know Howie's the only one that's done it. While Simon is doing that, and you know you're about to retort, is your heart like slamming out of your chest? No, I, well, I didn't have the retort prepared. No, I know, but yeah. even just in that moment, knowing Wasn't that you're about to out say of my something. Chest. No, I, at that point, I knew that at least the crowd was with me. And yeah. You know, I was, and I was, in, and I was just glad the whole damn thing was over because I was so nervous <laughs> before it. You know, I get very nervous. I still get nervous doing stand-up. It's Even like, here, mm. let alone on a TV show, where si- and I knew Simon had buzzed Tom Carter the year before, so I knew he had a thing with comics. Right. Mm. So I figured this could happen, and I didn't want to be, you know. Um, you were great. <laughs> well, thank you, and you know, again, I say I don't think comedy. Here's the thing, and I, I said this after the show, but it didn't get on the air, obviously. <laughs> I said, let's think about this. The woman said, you know, they were interviewing me post post said interview, and said, well. You know, what do you think about what Simon said? I said, look, let's 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 look at this rationally. Um, comedy shouldn't be on this show. Um, in any, all the other things, say you brought out who's the best singer in the world? You know, one of the best singers, Adele. Silly Adele. Adele would do very well in, on America's Got Talent. Very well indeed. Yeah. Uh, say you brought out uh, the Louis best, C. A, a, a good mu- mu- magician, a plate spinner. You know, mm. the, the best magician in the world, say, is, is is David Blaine. Would he do well on America's Got Talent? Yes, he would. Okay, who are considered the best comedians? Louis C.K. Would he do well? Uh, not with the act he's got. No. Because they wouldn't let him perform the act he's yeah, got. They exactly. would tell him you couldn't do any of those jokes. I mean, could he come up with five minutes that how that, that Simon would love? Uh, maybe. You know who would do good? You know, like John, like a John Mulaney, right? He's maybe. Got, like, I don't know. You know. Jackie uh, did very well. Jackie Fabulous? Yeah. Okay. Simon liked her, but I feel like that's the thing. It's like, it's, which is a little bit strange, right? It's like he liked her. (laughs) Stand up, stand up comedy is a different type. It's a different animal. It's halfway between writing 
And it's, it's not like singing. Like, you know, you, you write an act and you could, you could put it on a page. Right. So, and it kind of is on a page in a, in a figurative sense. And then you get out there, get up there and you read it out loud. And you, and you do it with a little charisma. But it's, it's never going to hit somebody, uh, as you say, the way like singing a song. Well, that's that's, stuff. Well, you, like, you that's sing, like party performance, You sing right? a song that is beloved, that has been beloved for 40 years, mm-hmm. and you hit the right notes. And that's not easy to do, obviously. But if you're a good singer and a, a professional singer, and you hit the right notes on a song that everybody loves, no one's going to hate it. Imagine if no you came out and it. did like a comedy set that everybody know. Like if you went out and did like Andrew Dice Clay's, but uh, not everybody <laughs> loves Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. And furthermore, would know it. furthermore, you couldn't do his act on that show. They didn't let me do. I have a joke about marijuana. They wouldn't let me do it. I have a joke about a fat guy uh, checking into a hotel. That's fat phobic. Fat phobic. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm shocked I, they let me do the cousin Sheila joke. So I, I think that there is there is something about seeing. S- Watching something that you say, "Holy shit! How does he do that?" So that could be playing an instrument, that could be doing being an acrobat, right? Impressions, which are kind of considered a, a mm-hmm. hack thing at comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. An impressionist could, really could win it. America's Got Talent. Yeah. Like, Holy shit! He sounds just like Johnny Carson, right? Right. It's very objective. But telling jokes, <laughs> but I think, people don't say, "Holy shit! How does he do that?" Look, I think, and the idea is to make it look easy. Right. Well, I think that that's the thing. Though. That's what's complicated about it. First of all, I think that it's like people, I can get a good laugh out here on the show sometimes, but I could never just you know just happen to get a triple somersault off. Like, like, <laughs> no, really? like, just like no, I'm serious. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I think people's number one fear is public speaking. So I I do think that people do have a sense that doing stand-up is incredibly difficult. But you're right. No, they don't. Yeah, well, I, I think they anytime do. Anytime you talk to somebody, yeah, they'll be like, oh my God, I don't know how you do yeah, that. I don't know how you get up there in front of all these but people. Oddly but subconscious, you're right. oddly subconsciously, yes. everybody thinks that they're capable and right. than if you. they got yeah. the nerve to actually right. do they it. Think the only, so, right, they think, it's brave. They think it's brave. They think yeah. it's brave. I don't know if they necessarily think it's hard. And look, I can only judge by the comments I got on YouTube and Twitter, <laughs> which do not represent the American public, or maybe they do. Well, what comments the comments were, some of them were positive. Uh, but I don't and think, the rest. and the rest where this guy's not funny. I agree That's with Simon. I agree with Simon. YouTube. One person said the cousin Sheila joke was completely inappropriate for primetime network <laughs> for a family show. <laughs> One person said, "I have a joke about being an uncle and how uncles don't do anything." That you know, uh, besides most, <laughs> right? Well, that's the joke. The joke is to, but I didn't. That that's part of the joke, but I didn't include that part. Uh-oh. I said being an uncle is an easy job. That's why there's no magazines for uncles. <laughs> what would an article be in that magazine? Is your nephew out of control with drugs and alcohol? Since it's not your problem, here are some weekend getaway ideas. That would, be, that would be an article in an uncle magazine. So I got one comment. This is what's wrong with America. Being an uncle, there's a lot you can do for your oh, niece for and nephew. Oh, the love of God. So th- I don't, you know, what can I tell you? But <laughs> this outrage. The victim Olympics. Anyway. Um, but it's unbelievable. They let you tell a joke about incest, but you're not allowed to say fat guy. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. That, that you was, can fuck your cousin. Well, yeah, no, yeah. first of all, if you listen to the joke, you know that I didn't fuck my cousin. And if you knew anything about the fat phobic uh, movement, you would know that fat is now a neutral term. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I don't think it's incest to fuck your cousin. Uh, you know what? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But other than that, you- <laughs> um, so do I have any more questions that I can field about my experience on AGT? Really? I don't think that's incest. No. Wait, fucking your cousin. So many people, people fuck used their to cousins. do it. People all used the to royals, do it. All the royals are cousins. 
They are. I think they're more distant cousins. Yeah, but yeah, but still. Not Rami has a really funny joke about. They're not necessarily your first cousins. Um, Rami, by the way, I mean, isn't that how humanity fun- started? Probably. Do you know Pretty what a double much. cousin is? No. I learned this in Tacoma. Double cousin? My, 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 my uh, sister's... When you fuck your cousin twice? Um, <laughs> no, it's when... If, if, Check. <laughs> if I married you and my brother married your sister, our children will be double cousins. Yeah. Uh, you lost if, me. If two, yeah, two, no, if two sets of siblings have children... It's a new word for retarded. Then, then, they're, then they're cousins... <laughs> <laughs> then they're cousins on both sides. They're cousins on their mad. father's side and they're cousins on their mother's side. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was in To Kill a Mockingbird. Anyway. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know if, if incest includes cousins or not, but it's... it's um, well, yeah. apparently a lot of people, like, find out that they date or married, like, a distant cousin, especially distant now cousin with, like, 23, with me, 23 yeah. and me. Yeah, a lot of people are finding out that... A distant cousin is... I, I didn't get to be 99.2% Ashkenazi Jew with a lot of <laughs> little cousin fucking <laughs> with, going yeah, on. Exactly. I'll say that right now. <laughs> and math doesn't work on that. Ireland is filled with it. Uh, <laughs> not, not people for miles. So they're all family. Mike, uh, tell us about your special. Well... Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, right. I filmed it here. Which Are we they... all done? Nobody has any further questions <laughs> about my last, about my America's Got Talent star turn, if you will. How many minutes did you do and what did they edit it down to? Uh, they it, No, they, they I did what they showed. I did about two and a half minutes. They showed two and a half minutes. That's crazy. The editing took place in terms, uh, I mean, there wasn't editing, but they told me what jokes I could and couldn't do. Right, right. So Did you get paid? That I did not, and I, I can't, wow, I don't, I can't really? believe that SAG lets them get away with it, but That's it's some crazy. loophole because it's a game show. That's That's fucked up. Did they fly you out there? Not even like a hundred bucks. Did they fly you out there? Well, they flew me out there. They first gave class? Me a, no, not first class. <laughs> no, they did wow. not. They gave me a hotel room, obviously. A per diem, which I think was 20 Eh, I forgot the birthday. Maybe it was a hundred bucks for the four. I was going to say twenty dollars in LA. That's how many dirty pictures did you buy? (laughs) (laughs) Should have been selling dirty pictures. You'd make more. But you know, because that's that's the SAG has some sort of loophole with game shows, I guess. So wow, uh, I didn't get paid. I'm hopeful and I'm reasonably confident that it will help to get some corporate work because it did the last time I did it. Nice. It may it actually made a significant difference. I don't think it'll make quite as significant a difference this time as I only did one episode, but I suspect I'll get some work from it and What's the YouTube video at? Has that gone viral? It ha- well, no. No, it has not. It's only at about 150,000 at mm-hmm. at this time. That's pretty good. My, my That's pre- what I said. I texted him. That's he was like, surprising. That's what I said. I was like, you're going viral. He's like, this isn't viral. <laughs> He's like, I well, need I'm, a million. I'm, well, my last video on AGT from five years ago was at two, is at 2.7 million. But even then, it's not like people are running to see me in clubs. Partially because I don't do clubs. <laughs> but but if I did, but if I did, I don't think they'd be running to see me. It's hard to do two and a half minutes too, right? Like yeah. not for me. No, not no. for me. I have um, my jokes are a bit modular. They're like they're like IKEA furniture. You can stack them, <laughs> you can mix them, and you can match them. They, you can put them in almost any order. Oh, that's cool. And they they're not long stories that have any sort of you know. It's not like Chappelle talking for twenty minutes about the. The car with the the LGBTQ. Oh in yeah, there. Uh, these are these are modular based jokes, and they're stackable. Um, <laughs> so doing, I can do any length of time uh, that you need for your bar mitzvah, wedding, <laughs> or, or corporate event. Anyway, Mike, uh, th- that's I think enough. But Mike, Mike Cannon <laughs> has got a new special that he would like to plug and yeah. and briefly discuss before we get to. 
the week's events. Michael? So yeah, I uh, filmed it here during New York Comedy Festival over at the VU. We uh, sold out two shows. And uh, it's kind of, the whole special is loosely based around how I got in here. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. It's no. a great story. Yeah, so I was, story. Uh, I was here having dinner with uh, Chris Stefano and his daughter. Uh, you know, I, I didn't work here at the time, had no, no intentions of asking or anything like that. Liz, uh, the manager, she got a, got a text that Colin Quinn had a heart attack. Chris was here to open for Colin. Liz, you know, obviously has to now find coverage in the next few minutes. Turns to me, asks me if I can do 30 minutes. I immediately have a semi-panic attack and agree to it, of course. And uh, it ended up to be 20 because Chris went on first, Rich Voss went on second, and then I went last. Both of them were trying new bits, I assume. And, uh, you know, they were taking it very lightly. And then I threw every fastball I have, you know, known to man. And uh, had a great set. Liz uh, chopped that set, gave it to Esty, and then I got my audition here. So Colin... Colin Quinn's heart attack is the reason why I... Uh, and and the special is side. about that? You wrote, Then you wrote music? You wrote, yeah, wrote. so the special has like, you know, I, I, I tell that story initially up front, kind of uh, in a grandiose way where I say Colin was collapsing and texting to Liz, <laughs> get me my cannon, you know, things like that. And then I, you know, I mean, this is, this place means a lot to me because I, I, I was a comedy fan first. I was obsessed with ONA. I was obsessed with Tough Crowd. I've been a fan of this place. I've known of it since I was a teenager. So I've held it in such high regard my entire life. And I wanted to kind of put that, if I was going to tell the story, I wanted to put that out there and say that now I'm sitting at the table with all these guys that I've looked up to and respect and people that I've been almost obsessing about since I was in high school. And now I'm at the table with them. They respect me. They think I'm a good comic. And I got Colin Quinn, Robert Kelly, Jim Norton, Rich Voss, and Keith Robinson to do little interstitials where they say I'm terrible at interstitials comedy. Interstitials made by Yeah, they just trash me straight to camera, say I suck, I'm, I'm not respected, and oh that I have God. no business working here. And Look, uh, Keith is a master. It's is, unreal. Is virtuoso with that stuff. I've never seen, like all of them, their faces lit up. You know, like, <laughs> like, something I've never seen before where they're like, hey, can you do this? And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can <laughs> Finally easily, not asking I for like a that. compliment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, now, just, oh, I was just going to say, we can watch it on YouTube, you said? Yeah, it's going to be out uh, d July 24th. Or January not ja yeah, 24th. July, Jesus. January <laughs> That would be an early promotion. But uh, yeah, January 24th, I'm Mike Cannon Comedy on uh, on YouTube. And yeah, I'm... Uh, uh, are I'm, you... So you're basically doing this for free? Uh, so so what I'm doing is the uh, the special itself has about 31 minutes of stand-up, and then the interstitials add to it. I think it runs about 45 minutes total. Um, the That will hopefully also add uh, act as a business card to the full hour album that I have coming out in February. So it's going to be on Raw Dog uh, premiering February 7th, and then um, it comes out February 21st. So it's got like 25, 30 extra minutes that I'm put, that I'm putting out, and I'm going to roll clips out as, as well on Instagram and YouTube. And, you know, now... If you don't have somebody asking you to do a special, you kind of have to figure out your own way. And, uh, you know, the onslaught of content seems to have worked for a lot of comedians. And in, in, I am on the road. I am in clubs. And I'm, I'm you know, it chipping away. And podcast listeners and radio listeners are coming out. But, uh, you know, it's, it's time that I hope to level up and offer something a little bit more. So that's why I got... Mike Lavin, the homeless pimp on uh, on Instagram, he's here a lot taking pictures. But he's the filmmaker that did it. He shot the thing, edited it, you know, did all of the How work. How did he shoot it with his cameras? With his cameras and uh, and yours. Now here's yeah, a question: yeah. say, Ours say, are okay, right? They don't they're look great. Bad. They look great. Say your uh, hour 
album becomes a big success, and yeah. a lot of people buy it, and you'll, of course you'll make money that way. But then people come out to see you in the clubs. Mm -hmm. Do you have another hour or 45 minutes? I have, a, I have a past hour that everybody may have not heard. I, that, that's an album out. I think it just kicked in, but I, uh, I'm developing new material. I have about 12 to 15 new since I stopped, and you know it's all going to be trial by, by fire. That that's sometimes can be a problem if a comic all of a sudden explodes. Yeah. It's a good yeah. problem and, to have. It's a good problem to have, but then, yeah. then, then the people come see you, and now yeah. they don't want to see the same material that for you know that maybe was on your special my it's live scary. my live show also is not uh it's not a monologue so i, I think regardless they're going to get a different show they're going to hear some stuff that maybe they they had heard in a different way they're going to see some stuff that is live in the moment and they're also going to see what uh, you know new horse shit i'm cooking up so i think each each show is a bit different and uh i hope that uh people that are a fan of me and what i've done will kind of understand the but process of course, if you sell enough albums for that to be a problem you'll have already made money exactly yeah so, and then i can uh, so, uh, you know retreat to the Maybe woods. you can just retreat for a year and work <laughs> on your next album. Not selling any albums if he has a special on YouTube. Well, the special's only a teaser, <laughs> Noam. No, nobody's buying Even I like it. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's, I, what do I know? But I, I believe this just a common sense. Like Andrew Schultz, who's kind of like pioneered this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, I don't think he's selling many albums. He's he's, he's getting. He was he's, one on iTunes he's just and, and on, on Billboard. The road. But I don't even know if that's a lot of albums. He's raking yeah. it in yeah, in road. performances for sure. Yeah. And that's the goal. Yeah. Would like, you say they, he was number one on iTunes or something? I feel like yeah, everybody's same, fucking number one on iTunes. I'll, I'm you like, know, yeah. that, you hear it a lot, but then you see people that release albums that are shockingly quiet when it comes out, and that's maybe why. the key. Yeah. Maybe the key is to just release a little bit on YouTube. But you say you're, you're giving them a half hour. Yeah. Maybe that's too much. Maybe, but I feel I Maybe also feel very go, confident. Maybe just try to go my, viral uh, on YouTube, and then you have your war chest ready to go when they come see you in the club. Well, don't make I'm him regret his decision. I would say if you sold twenty thousand uh, downloads of a comedy act, that would be a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. As opposed to Steve Martin selling a million albums I mean, when, when he, in the seventies. My first know? album is streamed over four million oh, that's times. No, that, yeah. that's different. Streaming yeah. money is, is I'm talking about actually somebody purchasing right. it. Like, yeah, as a full piece. That yeah. stuff kind of doesn't really happen anymore. So if I get really great views on my special, I'm super happy. What I anticipate happening is that I get an okay, like a pretty good response from the special. People see it. They pass it around. What I what, what will probably do even a little bit better are the individual bits that I'm going to release from that special on YouTube, on Instagram. Yeah. All of this is an onslaught of content for people that don't necessarily have an attention span. So right. it's, it's special. It's small clips. It's literally every digestible version of my jokes that you could possibly get and that's what I'm going to give in hopes that something sticks. Can and I think people will download the album because, you know, there's a lot of people These who are only listen pictures, now. are pictures, young lady. They're not downloading <laughs> his, his dumb albums. No, but that is the inside of, cover, though. A lot of people don't, uh, you know, they don't watch shit. Like, there's a lot of people who are just listening when they're driving and sure. stuff like that. Yeah, driving yeah. to work, on the commute, or whatever. So there's a lot of like, podcast be, listeners who want to... Podcast listeners are, are a devoted group, so even if they consume something for free on YouTube, a lot of these people are really invested in your career and you've kind That's of true. sold them on yourself. So those people... They send me receipts of stuff that they order and maybe have no intention of even listening to. Well, yeah. <laughs> and another analogy, I <laughs> there's plenty of my nudes on Google, but people still buy them. Are you are you, <laughs> He's uh, like, you no. <laughs> And thank you for that are tip. You, going uh, to Google. <laughs> well, I, I had a question though. Yeah. What was the involvement of the New York Comedy Club in all this? Cuz I New didn't York know Comedy about, Festival. Yeah, New York Comedy Festival I meant. It was just during the festival. That's a that uh It wasn't a festival show. It was, yeah. It what was the a, fuck. I <laughs> <laughs> I thought we weren't in that festival this year. Are you year. guys rivals or no? No, I think I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the festival? The whole festival? 
I don't like the festival. Oh, okay. I had no idea. I would have omitted guys, that part. You don't partake in it. I, I, I'm exaggerating it, but uh, no. Years ago, they asked us to be in the festival, and they did something that really insulted. So, so for those who don't know, the New York Comedy Festival is, is really a Caroline's yes event, and it's a pretty um, impressive thing that they do. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's it doesn't not. feel like the typical festival like it's more of like you know almost a showcase separate showcases every right. other comedy festival is almost like communal but logistically it's a lot of shows and then they have some so usually some really famous acts do Carnegie Hall yeah. or whatever. it's a big thing I, 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 I don't knock that at all but they wanted us to be in the in the festival one year and they said um, we're gonna do like a an up and coming comic kind of like competition and we'd like to have the um, Esty be the judge mm -hmm. uh, for the semifinals, <laughs> and oh. then whoever wins, whoever has then the the, the the prize is they get to do a real paid spot at Caroline's. <laughs> <laughs> so they set us up like we were like the farm yeah, team, like, yeah. like, and I'm like, no, yeah. we're not, we're not doing that. And then, and then I, and then, which, which I actually literally was insulted by that. Like I thought that was well, toned up that. thing to ask us to do. Yeah. So then, um, but I didn't really care. So then, years later, they asked us to be in the festival, and we, and we did do a bunch of shows, and it was just, it, it was just a pain in the ass, and it, it was very a lot of demands and yeah. um, having to something I hadn't done in a long time, like having to answer to somebody for why did this happen and why did you do it this way? And uh, so, so they were pretty hands off with mine. They just slapped the thing, the logo yeah. on my flyer. That was, yeah. that was, that was hopefully. And for somebody on my level, that was hopefully add a little bit of weight to it, a little bit of a level of importance. Now, Cause it was a Monday night. Do you think you had more people come because of that? No, I think no. I had a lot of people come because I worked my ass off. Yeah. To promote. I did every podcast, every radio show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I well, sold we, out we, both we, shows. We also, yeah. congratulations. No offense, but we also, <laughs> And you guys do well. Yeah, we, we do well. <laughs> so, so I told Liz that I didn't want to do the festival unless a comedian came to us and wanted to do mm -hmm. a show. So maybe you you approached Liz. Yeah, yeah, yes, I did. I mean, it was it was one of those things where it all kind of fell together. You know, special special filming. I made the decision when to do it. It fell on that week. It just so happened that it was kind of a perfect storm situation. Uh, yeah. Lindsay, um, do you feel that you're a comic and a suicide girl? Do you feel that there's any uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Symbiosis. Maybe that's not the word, but but do you feel that your uh, the attention you get as a suicide girl can help you bring in audience members as a oh, comic? Yeah. And will they take you seriously as a comic once they've seen you masturbating, for example? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a tough question. But no, they do because I have a lot of fans who like they're like, I love your comedy. I'm signing up for your Snapchat. I'm like, okay, but it's really helped me so much because I get to go open for them on tour and they'll have you know like hundreds of people like the biggest crowd I've done with them is like 1500 but yeah it's like I go up six nights a week I last year I was doing like 10 to 15 now I'm doing a half hour so I get to do a half hour like that's unheard of I've been doing comedy for a little over four years it's unheard of for somebody like at my level to get to do a half hour every night six nights a week on a national tour for three months straight you know I did like 69 shows with them this 69 shows. I know oh, yeah. it's funny because we were we were only booked to do 68 and I just kept saying 69 because I'm like why wouldn't I and then we booked another show nice. like on the road you but manifested it yeah I is, did. is your main ambition then comedy I mean if all of a sudden you started succeeding as a comic in a, in a big way would you dump the other stuff um, or that, raise yeah. the price. Right. I don't know. That's hard to say. It's hard uh, to do say. You, do you love both equally? And are, and equal? I love fucking, so... Well, but you're not <laughs> fucking for money, as you had said earlier. You're but, yeah, but, she, like, 
What do you? What do you? She saying? can't admit to that on the air, Dan. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I could if I was. I mean, I don't know. It's legal in Nevada, right? I don't know, but uh, I mean, I don't fuck for money, but like I fuck somebody. Like to I make said, money. Yeah, like I fuck somebody on video and then make money off of it. So if but, you became a a famous comedian somewhere, say you're a. Ali Wong level, Amy yeah. Schumer. You'd still sell naked pictures. I mean, no, be, I don't know. I can't say. That I think would be I'd groundbreaking. Be, that would be yeah. groundbreaking. Oh, maybe I should, but I don't know. I that think would be that kind of incredible. It would depend on. Yeah, I mean, I could charge a lot more money then, so maybe. Yeah, I should. <laughs> so let me ask you this: When I mean, what's your edge? Like, if when you're in the market of selling naked pictures or masturbatory videos, how do you get noticed? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, why the answer is in the question? What? But that's I feel like the answer is in the question. Video. That's a saturated market. Why would, I, video. why would I choose your masturbation video? Well, I think it's just people are fans of me. Yeah, it's like right. they, what, what, what do you do that's so special? I'm just amazing. You have to buy the videos. <laughs> no, like I you, have think, so, you have a special move that you know, like people no, like this. No, I do and, nothing special at all. Like nothing that I do. I mean, I'm great at sex. I'm not gonna lie about that. But <laughs> like the videos are great but for the most part what I sell is just nudes um, and like it's really just a small market of people who buy like the sex videos and the masturbation stuff but yeah it's like they were my fan on Instagram I, or something I will tell you as a as did you say earlier that you didn't have sex for money on, yes. on video I said I don't sex have sex to make I don't, money. guys don't pay me to have sex but with then me you didn't do actual I porn. have sex with guys I want to have sex with and then guys who I don't want to have sex with buy the videos you know what I mean so you are doing so it is porn I guess that's, yeah, not, that's like, not softcore porn that's real porn no 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 yeah porn. suicide girls Comments are softcore porn, me fucking people on video and selling but it. That's did you amateur. get that from the earlier part of the interview that she does actual porn? I <laughs> amateur mean, I didn't get amateur that. porn. But I'm but. not like a porn star. I'm not like on websites. I mean somebody could it's post it up 4K. there, but, but, but who's doing who's doing who's doing the camera work? Uh, the guy. I always do point of view because they okay, I never put their face in so, it. So 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 you're getting if you like that, but you're not getting um, you know the full on you're not getting close-ups necessarily. I uh, mean, do you want me to show you? No. <laughs> uh, well, I would take a look at it as, as I feel it's my job as an interviewer. You get, what do you mean you're not getting? Oh, yeah. It's not like, no, sometimes. You know, it's, it depends on how good the guy is now, at I will tell uh, being you, a cameraman. To, to answer Noam's question, what is so appealing about Lindsay Jennings? Uh, as a sometime consumer of these kinds of things, <laughs> I will tell you what I find, and I can't speak for everybody. But I will tell you what I find interesting about her is that she is a normal girl. I'm not. I don't feel as though I'm talking to a a coked out a pornography actress. You haven't with seen no, me on a bad day. <laughs> with no opinions that are worth listening to. I feel like I'm talking about an actual girl, a real person that happens to like sex. She Thanks. I think most of them are real, real people. I'll just say that. But no, but, but they're, they're they are real people. But they don't. They have a porn star no, way yeah, about some, them. I've been on podcasts okay. with a lot of porn stars, and they will act. Yeah, it's like they're putting on a show for you. They, have, like glassy eye, they yeah. have glassy eyes. I don't get the sense that I'm talking to. I get the sense that I'm talking to deadness. Yeah, yeah, I've been there too. Um, yeah, but you get this from an Instagram feed. Like, 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 <laughs> no, from from this is well, how, look, Howard, <laughs> Howard Stern used to interview a lot of porn actresses. No, but I'm saying, but you, you, what appeals to, but to you about I've her? I've been talking to her for the past hour. Oh, but you've never consumed her her internet. No, I don't. I've never except the Instagram. I've seen the Instagram. <laughs> I've never seen anything else she's done. Oh, okay. But well. my point is, she strikes me as a real person. I, as a potential consumer find that intriguing. If somebody seems like a real girl, it's all the hotter yeah. to see them doing these sorts of things. If they seem like a porn star, 
No, I think that makes sense. And I think that that is uh, where my market is a little bit because I'm very honest and just, you know, out there and truthful. We got a question. We got to wrap it up. Go ahead. How do you stop people or do you or can you stop people from pirating the thing that they paid for and putting it on Pornhub? Yeah, I mean, there's literally nothing I could do to stop that, but nobody's done it yet. So luckily, like, it's like Sorry for giving that idea. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't, you know, I think that uh, most of my fans, like, are actually fans of mine. So they, like, they wouldn't want to do that. Although, who knows, I could piss somebody off and then they might do that. There are compilation videos like that on Pornhub. Not you, not you. No, no. I was like, wait, of me? Of me? No, no, I mean, There's, not to say I haven't searched. There but are I'm compilation just saying, videos of my nudes I've seen on like Pornhub, but oh, it's really? like just like a, a, a video of just pictures. Picture, but yeah, yeah I've, I've managed to not have any end up on there, but I really don't care. It's just going to get more people to my page. Like, I really don't fucking care. Fair the enough. only people I would care, yeah, is if my fucking dad or my uncle saw it. That would be the only thing that'd be upsetting. But actually, my two uncles, my uncle in Colorado, my uncle in Spokane, Washington, both came to my show, uh, the Suicide Girls show, and they loved it. And nice. I talk about sex and my whole act and they were just proud of me you know yeah. if I knew that my daughter was doing something like that there was, I, would, I wouldn't even go on the internet I would be so worried about <laughs> finding those pictures by yeah. have you done the Guys We Fuck podcast I imagine you have no I haven't oh really no oh, that's odd because you know about them right that's Corinne Fisher and, and yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've guys. They've, both, they've both judged roast battles of mine yeah. um, I mean they're sex positive I gather you consider yourself sex positive yeah anti slut shaming yeah. that sort of thing yeah um, yeah, I should hit them up. <laughs> we, we, uh, I guess we're, we're wrapping up, but I, I would... Uh, does anybody have any words to say about Neil Peart? Neil Peart, the drummer from Rush. Uh, what happened with him? Well, he, he died. died. He died. Oh. Yeah. Mike, no, you strike me as a big Rush fan. I'm just looking at you. I'm seeing a Rush fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Rush fan just because of the movie I Love You, Man. Like that, that was, was that was a central part of that movie, and it got me kind of into that music. But I mean, I've watched Neil Peart stuff. After that, I kind of watched a bunch of drum solo stuff with my baby, and he it seemed to stimulate him and get him going. But I mean, just strictly from a uh, you know from a fan of good stuff and from the people that really dig into their craft, I'm bummed that he's dead. But he had a tough life. Didn't he lose his he, like well, wife and his kid yes, to a did. car accident? Yeah, or something well, no, like he that? lost his kid to a car accident. His wife died about a year later from cancer. Ugh, oh, wow. brutal. Um, now, Noam, you're a musician. What do, where, what do you, where do you stand on Neil Peart's drumming? I, I don't have, a, I, I have very little knowledge of it. I know that sounds ridiculous. I've, I've never into that whole Rush kind of very contrived um, music. What kind <laughs> of music orna- do you make? Very ornate, uh, contrived, mm. uh, uh, technically, te- lead, leading with their technique kind of music. Well, I know all musicians all around me swear by Rush, they love Rush. Just never really spoke. Well, to even me. the people that More don't like stuff. Rush seem to all agree that Neil Peart was one of the top drummers in rock. I mean, I can't yeah. tell. I, every, every, song I, every song I listen to, the drumming sounds good to me. Yeah. But I'm probably like, I'm like the Simon Cowell of drumming in terms of my, my ability to judge. Yeah. But people that know all seem to agree that he's up there with John Bonham, who I also can't tell if he's good. John Bonham, you can tell. How can you tell? I mean, I can't, you can tell because you're, you you're tell a John. musician, but a regular person, can a regular person tell? I don't know. Okay. So uh, also, I guess that's it. Uh, any <laughs> thoughts about the Iranian protests, Noam? Um, I, I'm for them. Okay. Um, I, I do think it's ridiculous that people are blaming for all the, whatever the reasons that he shouldn't have, should or should not have uh, shot down that plane. Dro- droned uh, Qasem Soleimani, whatever his name is. Uh, the idea that there might be a freak accident 
is just that, that cannot enter into the, the calculation. Like either it's the right thing to do or it's not. If you think it's the right thing to do, the idea that they might shoot an airplane and, and take down their own airplane mm. t- taking off. That's just absurd to me. And, and people with a straight, even the Iranians, clearly by the protests, none of them are protesting. None of them blame Trump for the fact that this airline came down. They're blaming the regime. Yeah, But I mean, our politicians are blaming Trump. It's well, if they're, going, if they're going to be consistent and blame him for an unforeseen consequence, then they would have to give him credit if the, the regime falls. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, which, which they won't likely they do. Won't. Like, obviously, he started the whole thing, but wasn't it a Ukrainian plane that they shot down? Yeah, but from, from an Iranian. No, but it was filled, filled, with, filled with Iranians. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, that's just dumb. And I mean, Canadians, it's just poor planning. Weirdly. And some Canadians. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Canadians, I remember. Yeah. But I mean, it's just such a, like I said, it's a freak accident. And what, what if the missiles had blown up? Right on the launch pad and killed people. Was that, that just bit, uh, like a fuck up of the anti aircraft missiles? Like they just I, I thought. Think no, they, I think they, they aimed s- at them. They saw something. They didn't necessarily know what it was. Gotcha. And but shouldn't they know? Don't they have like air traffic control that okay. knows this, who's going this where? Is, I know we got it, but this is really the inside. Did anybody see Chernobyl? Did you see that show Chernobyl no. on HBO? I only watched one episode. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. But what it really does uh, give you insight into is something that really Americans. Are, uh, really don't sufficiently understand is how uh, dysfunctional dictatorships are. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is bullshit there. Nothing works. Everything is incompetent. Nobody tells the boss what's really going on. Everybody just tries to cover up what right. happened. If you watch Chernobyl, you're like, like they, at one point, they didn't know, like, I, I don't know what the scale is, but like, uh, the, the actual radioactive reading for Chernobyl was like 10,000. And for a week, they thought the actual reading was 30 because Rengens, I think, because the Geiger counters that they use only went to 30 because they were meant for some only low-level things. And some, I thought it went to 11. And somebody and somebody picked up on this and said, well, no, they only go to 30. Everybody's like, shut up, shut up. Oh, like, don't, don't get us in trouble. So they actually, like, were conspiring to make, to, to right. hide the fact that it was, like, a thousand times more. So... Getting back, so so in Iran, normally you would think they would shut the airspace. They would, they would. No, they don't want anybody to know. The missiles, half of them don't even work. They let the airplane go off. They let, they let the commercial airliners fly just at the same time that they're shooting off missiles. And then the air, the guys who are waiting for incoming missiles in retaliation, don't even know what airplanes might be taking. So right. they shoot them right out of the sky. Yeah. And they have no procedures to avoid any of this. And this is why, in the end, okay, fine. Now imagine them with an atom bomb. This, and this is why it's so, it is absolutely unacceptable to ever let Iran or any one of the, or, or North Korea has it, you know, why it's so dangerous. They should have never allowed it because they have no procedures. It's all... It's all by the seat of their pants. Yeah. And there's going to be a, a, a terrible accident. Well, the, the Soviet Union had a lot of nukes. The Soviet, yeah, yeah, well, but is it... Yes, they did, it, and it's scary, but Chernobyl happened in the Soviet Union. But I think the Soviet Union, we're as far more competent than the Soviet Union was, as the Soviet Union is probably twice as much more competent than Iran is in those terms. They have no fail-safe procedures in Iran, I'm sure. They had an atom bomb... It would just—it's just—it's a total threat to the world. It wasn't that long ago when we, we were ready to go to war to prevent Cuba from getting a nuclear, having a nuclear missile, uh, a Russia, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Iran is 
much more dangerous than Cuba having a missile. This, by the way, is the beauty of our podcast. Yeah. A lot of podcasts. Back to the naked talk page. about. <laughs> well, a lot of podcasts talk about women masturbating on video, and a lot of podcasts talk about uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> I don't know we if talk any about both. We do both, and which, I, I, that may well be unprecedented. In would you take a picture straddling a scud? <laughs> well, I think that's as good a way to end the show as any. Good night, uh, everybody. Oh, well, 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 we we need to give information. Also, the po- the if you have questions, comments, podcast at comedysally.com. at live from the table on Instagram. And please do not write in that Periel's never had an original thought. Oh yeah, that somebody fucking did that. Guy. Oh. Wow. Somebody wrote. Somebody wrote in that Periel has had no original thoughts in her life. And you didn't even stick up for me. Well, be- <laughs> what and what does that tell you? Periel. <laughs> Well, my, my response to that is Periel's had plenty of original thoughts. Not necessarily coherent, but original. I've had more fucking original thoughts in one day than that guy probably has in his entire life. I don't stick up for myself when you I get You stick these up for Seth Simons. Oh, I'm, he's a I'm, nice guy. <laughs> if somebody says, I'm an idiot, you have not, you go fucking radio silence. <laughs> I know this is your insecurity speaking, and I know, you, I know you want me to say you've had an original thought. And I do think you've had an original thought. You just don't think they were very good ones. I, what, what would you have me write the guy? Like, that's not I true. I don't know anything. Like, literally anything. Next time you it, we get something like that, you write. You're right. Well, and, and I'll, send, I'll say, send it. Well, I'm saying it. I'm sticking up for myself. There I don't are people, need there are people that have written me. in insulting it's just me. rude. Insulting me, and I don't believe Noam's responded. Uh, you know, uh, so I wouldn't take it personally. It's uh, rude. <laughs> don't take it personally. Um, okay, cool. wrap it up, Dan. Okay, so. Uh, Watch Mike's Mike special. Mike Cannon. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Mike YouTube. Cannon comedy. Com. Was that even necessary to say YouTube.com? I don't know, How about but just I said on it. YouTube? HTTP call and call. backslash. And Lindsay, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Lindsay Jennings with a Z. I'll be on tour with Suicide Girls. Get tickets on com. And... At, at Dan Natterman on the various um, social media platforms, be it Twitter.com, Instagram.com, or Facebook.com. We thank you, and we will see you next time at Live from the Table. Woo.